Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as uh, Baby Grogu. And this is my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, one of these days we're going to do a post-series show and the Diamondbacks are going to have actually won the last ah, game of the series. Nah, I don't believe it. Where they win the it series been... and the game that we do the live show? No, nah, I don't believe you. I don't think that's ever going to happen. That's just not in the cards for us, Jesse Friedman. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX. Uh, of course, that is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Jesse, yes, they lost a tough game today that really felt uh, like the way the Nationals were playing, that the Diamondbacks should have won, should have swept the series. They played really well in this series, and to be honest, it does take away a little bit the loss today from how good the two wins were. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to just blow through the two wins and focus primarily on today's loss. But today was interesting. Corbin Martin got the start. He makes his first start in a game since uh, June of 2021, where he started against the Padres for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Had some control issues today, but still had uh, a pretty decent outing for a guy that hasn't pitched in 10 days. Uh, and, I mean, he gave the Diamondbacks a chance to win. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I'm i not sure that he was quite as good as four innings, one run will make it sound. Um, right. I right. mean, he did only he only lasted four innings, so I guess that's, like, not not an ideal outcome in itself. But, right. And yeah, the five he, walks. His, not ideal yeah either, right the but. five the five walks and i think the d-backs defense really picked him up too which is i mean which is great to see christian Absolutely. walker made a really nice leaping grab alec thomas made a couple of diving plays um so he got you know i think he had some some favors uh done for him uh by the diamondbacks defense and his control was a little bit all over the place i thought it was probably the right move to to get him out of there after four innings but you know, he bent, but he didn't break in some ways. And there's there's something to be said for that. He definitely gave the D-backs a chance to win. I like that. Bent, he bent, but he didn't break. And uh, I think there's a, a lot to build on there going forward. Like I said, I, I do think the fact that he hasn't pitched in 10 days is something that people should take into account. And honestly, yeah, right. it's, it's a solid base to build on. He did give up some pretty hard hit balls, and they all seem to be the, that same gap between Varsh and, and Ro. Uh, Alec Thomas out there in center field, but Thomas, like you said, did another incredible job, not only today, yeah. but in this entire series defensively. He just makes highlight-worthy plays 
look easy. You know, I, I still am amazed yeah. by how easy he makes those, you know, catches at the center field wall. Look, uh, he's been great at the plate. And so were a lot of guys in the series. This team was very good offensively throughout the series came up a bit short today, but really put it on the nationals over the last two games. I think you tweeted it out from our account where you said they were on pace to outscore their opponents by uh, like 680 runs in the second half <laughs> after the first game. So that was, it was nice to see, but uh, it was very nice to see the starting pitching be so good for these three games. And I'm going to throw Corbin Martin in there. He was pretty good, but Bumgarner and Zach Gallon were both excellent in this series for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, this series really was. I mean, it really was a great way to start the second half, even though I know the outcome today wasn't great in the end. I mean, the Diamondbacks outscored the Nationals 20 to 7 in the series. This was this was not close. I mean, the Diamondbacks were far and away the better team here. Uh, we've seen them do this from time to time where, you know, they kind of stack up the offense in, in one or two games. And then, you know, there's another game where they where they really struggle. They actually had their fair share of base runners. Um, they still had 10 hits in this game. They actually out hit the Nationals, uh, but they left 13 on base. There were uh, several moments in this game where they really had an opportunity to score. Namely, in the eighth inning, when they had the bases loaded and nobody out, and Oof. somehow three pitches later, oh. uh, the inning was over, and the Diamondbacks didn't score with uh, Cattell Marte popping up, and then Christian Walker uh, grounding into an inning-ending double play on the first pitch he saw. That was a really, really rough moment in this that one, but... That yeah, ugly. that was ugly. But the series on the whole was a was a really big win. I know the Nationals aren't a very good team, but I, I do think this was this was good for the Diamondbacks to start the second half um, really in the right way overall. Let's take a look at the numbers for this series. Like you said, it was a dominant win. Two wins uh, to one really felt like it should have been a sweep, especially when you look at this ERA of both the starting pitching and the relief pitching for both teams. Yeah, I mean, it, not even close, Derek. I mean, the the Nationals starting rotation had a six seven five ERA. The Diamondbacks starting rotation in this uh, in this series had a one four two ERA. The D backs bullpen ERA was pretty good, even though they gave up a couple runs here in this game today. Um, with runners in scoring position, the Diamondbacks hit four hundred in this series compared to just one fifty four for the Washington Nationals. So it was uh, it was really very lopsided, but. This is the the beauty of baseball, right? Is, you know, you can completely outplay a team overall for three games and you still wind up just taking two out of three in the end. It's unfortunately just the way that things work. Yeah. And Michael says 98 mile per hour exit velocity on the Walker double play. Yeah. We're yeah. We're, I mean, we color us surprised. <laughs> I'm not, uh, we're not going to defend it anymore. Like I know that there's people out there that think uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're, they're mocking us when they talk about, you know, uh, Christian Walker being unlucky, right? Oh uh, yeah. You know, people, but... people are, are like complaining to us that like, he needs to start, he needs to work on hitting it where the defender is not Guidelines. right. Which there's some, there's some truth to, sure. but sure. that's, that's but just an oversimplification. We were talking about this when we were at the game, uh, the, the mad bum start where he, I think that was mad bum start where he had a ball that was the hardest hit ball of the night. 110 mile per hour exit velocity. It had an expected batting average of 710, right? So it's like it, yeah, it, it had a better XBA than Cattell Marte's triple that, that fell in. Like it, yes, it's just, it's stats, it's nerd shit to some people. I get it. Like <laughs> it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things if the ball's not landing for a hit or whatever, but sometimes it's just hard 
to be mad at Christian Walker. I mean, I guess the thing is, is maybe, uh, and, and Jesse brought this up to me, maybe, maybe Walker can try to not hit it so hard all the time. <laughs> maybe a little flare out that yeah. goes for a single or, or, you know, something that rolls out for a double or something, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, definitely have seen him struggle in, you know, these cases with runners in scoring position today, obviously was a huge moment in that, uh, that, that bases loaded situation. But um, yeah, getting back to the starting pitching, starting pitching was incredible in this series. Uh, Zach Gallen finally gets win number five, five, Jesse, <laughs> we got five career. <laughs> we five, got it. Number five. Uh, it was uh, go. It, it was, it was getting into no hitter territory at one point. And we had a conversation yeah. with him about it. Uh, and it, it was interesting. His perspective on it was definitely interesting. Um, and Tori Lavolo had a, had a funny comment about it, about basically once Zach Gallon gave up the hit, he kind of felt relieved because at that point he could manage the game a bit more like a normal game and not have to worry about that new variable yeah. of Zach Gallon potentially throwing a, a no hitter. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of funny that like in some ways people don't realize this, like, Potential no hitters are a manager's worst nightmare because you put them in a position where, you know, like, you know, as a manager that this probably isn't very good for your pitcher. Like they're probably going to be all messed up after throwing 130 or however many pitches it takes. And it would actually be kind of nice for you to just like still win the game, but have the guy give up a hit or two so that you can take him out, you know, when you normally would. So uh, yeah, Tori after that game sounded pretty stressed out about the situation, and even Zach Allen himself sounded uh, pretty relieved that he, you know, it was a dinky little hit, but he wound up giving up that dinky little hit. Uh, it was an infield single, and uh, that ended the no hitter. I think it was with one out in the sixth inning, um, and then you know he was still able to go through seven. It was still an outstanding outing for him. And then Madison Bumgarner uh, yesterday, eight innings, two runs. Um, that was only the second time in his Diamondbacks career that he's finished eight innings uh, in a start. He had uh, nine strikeouts, I believe, which also tied his um, his highest ever with the Diamondbacks. So uh, one of the best outings he's ever had since uh, since coming over to Arizona. Absolutely. And he also had some words for Victor Robles, which is what we're going to talk about here in a minute. He did. But, uh, like you said, he, he had very he had a very interesting outlook. So did Tori. Uh, they both thought he had better stuff in the loss to the Padres, but that right. his stuff was comparable uh, tonight. And he, he just talked a lot about feeling good, like like physically, you know, I, I don't think that he really like I, I think there's like a lot of aches and pains. Obviously, every athlete has it doesn't really get described, sure. but sometimes it's nice to finally get in that position where you find yourself waking up and not having those aches and pains as often I can speak from experience on that myself just a little bit, but uh, I, I was very, it was, it was just great to see, you know, and, and Carson Kelly had very good things to say about uh, both of these guys, about Bumgarner, especially uh, and what he's been able to do as of late. But Carson Kelly has also been very good lately. Carson Kelly just, yes. I mean, he, he looks like the guy that Jesse wrote about at one point on gophnx.com talking about how big of a, you know, how big of a piece he could be if he could return to form, especially what we saw early last season where he just was unbelievably good at the plate. He just said he's, uh, you know, it's, it's, he said it, it's all him. He said that the struggles early on in the season were a mental thing for him. And, you know, you just, 
it's it's funny, but baseball maybe more than any sport is one of those sports that 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 can impact you to a point where yeah. you just can't even hit the baseball. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a mental grind. There's no question that that out of all the professional sports, right? I mean they all require a lot of mental toughness, but baseball is probably up there um, above every other. Uh, professional sport just with how how much of a grind it is especially offensively you know when of course the as the as the saying goes right the very best fail seven times out of ten that's just the nature of of hitting and and the nature of how difficult it is to hit a baseball at the end of the day so um the fact that Carson Kelly is is you know looking as good as he is is a is a great sign for the Diamondbacks they have not gotten much offense from the catching position this year uh Jose Herrera kind of showed off today why he's still with the team um it's obviously not because of his bat that was never the reason that Jose Herrera became a big leaguer it's because he's very good behind the plate and he, and he showcased that today but but it's really nice for the team to get uh to get a boost um you know offensively from from Carson Kelly I want you guys to know this. Uh, even if I'm not addressing your comments, they all make me chuckle, and I enjoy every single one of them. So don't don't think they're going <laughs> unnoticed. Brute Squad and Michael Rokicki. Uh, but I do appreciate Brute Squad saying that Christian Walker's hitting is like Jesse's partying. There's only one setting maximum. Uh, but with that being <laughs> said, uh, we want to keep the party going and try to try to stay positive. Uh, so for that, we're giving our DraftKings king of the series to a guy that didn't even play today. We're not even going to address today's game. We're going to give it to Carson Kelly for his excellent offense in this series. 571 batting average with a home run, two RBI, three runs scored. Uh, he's He's been his, he's back to his old self. And look at him on the mound there. Uh, talk about uh, <laughs> multi-purpose. This guy is a utility player when it comes to what he can offer this team. <laughs> I mean, that picture is not from this series. I think it's I kind of hilarious that that's the picture <laughs> that we chose. Don't Carson Kelly it, did not Kathy. pitch. <laughs> uh, but shout out uh, to, uh, of course, our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, if you go use as a new customer our code of PHNX, uh, you can make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use it on baseball. Well, you know, why not? Go get yourself uh, a big parlay or you know what maximum maximum bet just go bet a lot of money on one thing that's like a sure shot you know what i mean uh i i would bet against the nationals after watching them play that's what i would do uh, i sat there over under at over at the 58 and a half the other day i, I don't believe in that any longer jesse i do not believe they're going to hit 59 games so go bet against the nationals but uh you use your money wisely over at the DraftKings sportsbook do what you want to do uh, of course that's promo code PHNX to get that risk-free bet up to $1,000 only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Book minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, and here's the thing. Don't hate on Emma's picture choices ever. Uh, anybody. Ever. Remember, <laughs> uh, don't, don't talk to me or my surly daughter like that ever again. Uh, also, we have a new sponsor. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, uh, it is actually a company that I quite adore. Uh, and so again, we continue down this streak of things that are in my office and in my life. Uh, but we are now partnering with our friends at FOCO, which is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. But more important, Jesse, if there is a bobblehead shaped hole in your heart that's missing from the lack of bobbleheads this season <laughs> given to you by the Arizona Diamondbacks because they're giving away awesome shirts like this one that I'm wearing. 
you can go to foco.com uh, and get down with their dude they have incredible bobbleheads including uh they have a pre-order right now for city connect bobbleheads for all the teams that have city wow. connect including wow. your very own Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I, I saw one that was sold out, I think, from last season, where it was David Peralta from the photo shoot in the Serpientis jersey with the snake around his neck, and it was a bobblehead. High quality, incredible stuff. And I know we have some big bobblehead fans on on this watching this show right now for sure. So make sure, if you're watching, if you're listening, go check out FOCO. Uh, they, are, they got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. Uh, of course, uh, head over to foco.com click on uh, the link below in the description of this show and for non-presale items you can use code phnx for 10 percent off of your order so that code again is phnx for 10 percent off uh and michael's right we absolutely need a Derek montia bobblehead that's for sure uh i'm gonna get that's just spoiler alert jesse that's your christmas present uh going <laughs> forward though of course uh something some somebody that madison bumgarner does not plan on sending a christmas card to is victor robles yes. jesse uh the speaking of his excellent outing mad bum did have a great night the shit was heated in clubhouses across mlb but we'll start with our very own with madison bumgarner uh victor robles hit a home run against uh, Madison Bumgarner in the seven to two win by the Diamondbacks, and right. Mad Bum Mad Bum was not happy about him watching that home run and celebrating it. What did you think of uh, Robles's reaction to that home run? As a clown, Ali, no shame, no shame. Like it's seven to one. You hear third homer of the year, you act like Barry Bonds breaking the record. Clean it up. I don't care about getting up the run. Nobody. I mean. Hell, we won seven to two, eight to two, whatever it was. Uh, it's uh, frustrating. That's the I'm the old grumpy guy, I know, but that type of stuff didn't that didn't used to happen. Now it's it's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I have to laugh because I feel like I've been holding that laugh in since last night, and I had to get it out <laughs> because I couldn't laugh while he was saying it, but I wanted to. Uh, I don't. Here's the thing: I'm conflicted here, Jesse, because on one sure. hand, I'll actively like if I if I'm beating the computer, which you know I play it on rookie when I'm playing MLB the show. If if they like do something when they hit a home run off me to like celebrate, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the next three guys just out of spite, <laughs> right? Like I'm going to be so furious that they did that. I, I, I wish I could come at this from the perspective of like mad bums, the old man, he acknowledged he's the old grumpy guy, right? Like he's fine with that. He wears yeah. that hat, right? But are, what are your thoughts here? I mean, is he right? Do you think he is, uh, uh, do you think, do you, do you think he's off base here when talking about that? A lot of people feel like, come on, man, this is baseball and people celebrating their, their achievements, no matter how big or small, is kind of what makes this game fun. Well, first of all, he is right for sure that he's the old grumpy guy. Uh, there's That's, no, yeah, there's, there's no, no nobody's debating, nobody's yeah. debating that at this point. Uh, but I, I do think it's funny <laughs> that he's, he's like self-aware enough to be, uh, to know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I don't really think it was necessarily that egregious. I mean, I in general love bat flips and love guys showing some emotion when they hit sure. home runs. I think sure. that sort of thing is is honestly good for the game. And I, I would honestly push for more of that from guys than less of that. I do think that just in general, um, 
just like in terms of being a professional athlete in a game that you are losing by a lot, um, it did come across as weird to me. Like not weird in a way that I would have necessarily been offended by it like Mad Bum was, but just like kind of weird. Like like it, it just doesn't make sense to me why you would be feeling that sort of emotion. Uh, like It's like I want players to show their emotion. I'm just not sure yeah. why Victor Robles was feeling that sort of emotion when his team was getting obliterated and they lost the game seven to two. Like it just doesn't really click to me why he was so pumped up. I mean, home runs are great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Victor Robles only has three of them. So I guess for him, it's it's uh, maybe a little bit more of a rarity, to be frank. But right. uh, but yeah, I right. just thought it was I weird mean, that he was so you're, emotional. You're on to something there. I think that is it, right? We're not talking about somebody who is Barry Bonds. That's the reason why Barry Bonds would act like he's been there before. You know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> and Sean DePaz says, pimping a homer when you're getting blown out, clown move. Mad bum constantly complaining about people having fun, clown move. Yeah, both things are true, right? Welcome to the true. circus. Yeah. This is totally true. Right. I just, at, at the same time, okay, so like one, Mad Bum's used to this. I'm surprised that he gets, like you could tell he was so mad about it that he was like at a loss for words. Like, yeah. he was like, ah, ah. You know, like he couldn't, like he, he was beside himself. <laughs> like he wanted to curse so bad. That's what he wanted to do. Uh, and I just, I'm fine with him being self-aware about it. But I, I think, like you said, he only has three home runs, right? Victor Robles. He got excited because it's exciting to hit a home run. It's fun to hit a home run, right? You're hitting a home run off of somebody that's arguably going to be a Hall of Famer. And see, Sean DePaz says it. Also, hitting a homer off Mad Bum is probably a significant accomplishment yeah. for a lot of guys, especially for someone who doesn't hit a lot of homers. Also, these guys are young. Mad Bum's been like a legend in the game for a long time. So hitting home runs off of guys like him and Granky and stuff is yeah. probably a big deal for a lot of guys coming up. Yeah. More I importantly, mean, though, be... here's the thing. Let me say this. I love a Mad Bum who has no clue what the score is of the game. He probably has no clue what his own ERA is right now or any stats about himself. Like, just no shit about Victor Robles off the top of his head. Like, you can tell how mad he made it because he knew how many home runs he had. He knew how many home runs he had. I was surprised he didn't bust out like, yeah, Victor Robles, some guy hitting 236 with a 301 OBP, uh, with an OP, OPS of 623 and three home runs. Really? Really? A guy with 24 home runs is gonna or 24 RBIs gonna get this excited off of it? You know, like I was sure. amazed by him going into that about him, right? But he cares, and uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Like you said, it wasn't about him having a home run hit off of him. He's had lots of those happen, right? It's the behavior, and again, I don't know, Sean. Can we just get Sean in here? Should we just get because Sean's just making one good point after the next? Uh, he says, <laughs> "Last note, Mad Bum always complaining about, uh, always complaining. Probably invited a lot of guys to pimp homers. They otherwise wouldn't just uh, yeah. get under his skin." Great point. I, I mean, it's a good point. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is a thing where you kind of do want to piss off the starting pitcher, right? You know. Um, but hey, uh, he's not the only guy that's being a grumpy old guy. Wait, at, wait. Before we before we move on, oh, did, sure, do right. we have do we have a picture of Victor Robles's reaction to his comeback today? Oh, I I, I think we do. Do we have that picture? Or do video? we have a picture of? Okay, we don't. We don't. Okay. Uh, that's devastating. Right. But you oh, can it, find it on Twitter. Very, very easy to find on Twitter. Pretty good. pretty good. Victor Robles is pretty good in the dugout. Uh, it yes, looks like did. it was a like homemade clown nose. I don't know what they made it out of, but uh, good for them. <laughs> also, happy birthday, Baxter! Shout out to Baxter, uh, my pal, who 
uh, was on a <laughs> hoverboard last night in an R2-D2 costume, and I swore he was going to kill himself. But uh, moving on, <laughs> we also have more grumpiness in the clubhouse when it comes to Nick Castellanos with the Phillies, who's been having yeah. a real hard time after signing a big contract over there. Did you uh, hear the blues there when you struck out and they played the game there? No, man, I lost my hearing. <laughs> so you didn't hear Come on, man, that's a stupid question. Why is that a stupid question? Can anybody else answer that for him? Anybody? Yeah, man, that's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. If it's a stupid question, you should be equipped to answer all right, all right, it. I did answer it. All right, all right. The answer we should got be able to answer it. We, we got the answer. That, that doesn't good. mean that I can't say that it's a stupid question. It wasn't a stupid question. Of course. If I heard the booze, is, 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 that's a rhetorical question. Of course it's a stupid question. Did you hear the booze? That's a stupid question. We got the answer. We're good. Thanks, guys. We're then close. you should be able to handle a stupid question. I did. Things got out of hand fast there, Jesse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First question. Is it a stupid question? Uh, Yeah, it's a pretty stupid question. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I mean, I don't know. What, yeah. what were what did, were you wanting out of that? Like, okay, here's one thing. Last night when Nick Pecoro asked Mad Bum the question about Victor Robles, which got that reaction out of him, he yeah. kind of knew exactly what he was doing, right? Like, Nick knows Mad Bum. He knows what Bumgarner is going to say about that kind of reaction. So as a journalist, he asked him a good question that got a good response, right? right? This was a completely different situation. This is like a guy who's yeah. struggling and you're just kind of kicking him while he's down with that kind of question. And I just, I don't understand that. Then I also don't understand like escalating it further. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's very awkward at times. And I mean, honestly, one of the things that sometimes keeps us as journalists in check is the fact that we do have to go talk to these guys in person. So we, we have to watch what we say. We have to watch how we act. And you know, that's yeah. Like, right. And we're not, we're not, you know, like, it's just such a weird situation that I could never imagine, you know, being a part of. Yeah. I just don't know what, I mean, what kind of reaction are you looking for from Nick right. Castellanos with that question? Like, what were you hoping to get out of him? Like, were you hoping to comment on the fact that he's getting booed? Like that, that's just not something like, yes, every single player who gets booed is aware that they are getting booed. Everyone knows this, right? Everyone yeah. understands this. That's why the fans boo in the first place. They know that it's <laughs> inescapable. It. Yeah. They know that there's no way that players could possibly avoid it. They're not going to cover their ears while they're, while they're you know, up there hitting or something. So I don't know what the goal was, but that is a, um, it's hard to blame Nick, Nick Castellanos for that. And, and for him to turn to the other reporters and be like, can you guys help out this guy? Like, can you guys help him understand why this is a stupid question? I can't really blame Nick Castellanos for that. And I don't know what I would have done if I was one of the other reporters yeah, in that situation. Yeah, like, yeah. probably I mean, wouldn't have spoken up either. But And it's so weird because, like, in our press corps for the Diamondbacks, I mean, everybody's really friendly, you know? And the guys that are the main yeah. guys have pretty good relationships with the players. And they, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, if people see that as good as bad or bad, but we don't have people pressing players like this. And I don't think like in watching it, I, I, I look at that and I think, God, what is, what is the point of that? I guess the point of it is to kind of become the news yourself a bit there, like what's happening with this clip, but not in a good way yeah. and not in a way a lot of people respect. So uh, who yeah. knows, but I'm sure there are some people that probably are not fans of Nick Castellanos, probably the people booing in the crowd that probably loved 
the way that that went down and the way it got under his skin and the fact that they brought up the booze to him to his face. So who knows? But I, I just think people need to learn how to conduct themselves in general better. You know, like yeah. we've seen a lot of bad behavior over the last couple of weeks in cases that totally didn't call for it, including fans of the Dodgers fighting at an all-star game against each other at home. Like it's, there's just, there's yeah. bad conduct all the way around. And I, I don't know what to say other than that. Um, but uh, good luck. Good luck coming back into the clubhouse the next day and asking questions, I guess. Yeah. You know I mean, if he, if he still has a press pass, I don't even know if they're going to let him back yeah, in there. There you go. That's a great point. Uh, don't ever, Jesse, I'm going to give you this piece of advice. Don't ever ask Mad Bum any question <laughs> like that ever. He will not, he will not forget you. He will not forget no. you as much as you think he, he might confuse you one day with Evan Thompson like me but anyway moving on uh, of course you can get uh all the stuff jesse is working on you got a new piece coming out mr friedman yeah well today we have uh we have a piece all about uh drew jones's first day at the ballpark yesterday which was honestly for us it was a it was a sort of epic day at the ballpark there was just this uh I don't know. There was just this gravity to the moment, you know, when he's out there taking batting practice and all of the Diamondbacks executives are out there on the field. Scott yeah. Boris is out there on the field is Drew Jones's agent. Very, um, very intimidating presence, by the way. Uh, I don't oh, know absolutely. Uh, Scott he Boris is as he was very nice. He was very nice. Yeah. Uh, didn't threaten me at all. Um, <laughs> didn't, like didn't say he was going to take legal action against me in any way. So, like, very <laughs> a very charming individual in, in a powder blue blazer that he was rocking just the hell out. Yeah, he really uh, was. He really was. And it was a weird moment when Drew Jones got up and did his press conference and asked, you know, took questions from the, the press because, uh, you know, Scott went and sat next to him and it was, I think it was just odd because it was a very fatherly kind of thing, almost sitting next to him. Like he just yeah, sat there quietly, of. you know, smiling, very pleased over smiling, the young man, yeah. that, you know, to his left. And meanwhile, his actual father and mother are, are in the crowd over here to the right, not sitting next to him up on the stage. Uh, Andrew right. Jones, obviously a major league baseball player that's, you know, famous and, and uh, pretty, pretty known in the game. But, you know, Scott Boris did have very nice things to say about Drew Jones. And it was a uh, it was pretty uh, I, I can't describe it other than, like you said, it, it felt like a very momentous occasion. It, it felt did. like it did. It, it, as much as we call Alec Thomas our young king, it felt like like the the new king has arrived. Like the the prince is here. You know, it was uh, it was it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, yeah. a he's an eighteen an eighteen year old young king at that. So That's right. it's That's right. it's funny, you know, you see him out there and it's like, oh my gosh, this guy looks like a high school kid, and then you realize like, oh my gosh, he is a high school kid. Like hey. he graduated like two months ago. I'm gonna, so, I'll, I'll tell my stupid story that I told you. You're the like only you're like only some people get to hear the dumb shit that I do. Jesse's mostly the one, but I was ah. uh, walking around the concourse doing some social media stuff. Star Wars night was happening, so I was taking pictures and doing video. And I found myself, you know, uh, it was packed. By the way, a wonderful, incredible environment at Chase yeah, Field. Yeah, it uh, was. It was. It, it and it was incredible because it was diamondbacks fans like maybe it was because of this t-shirt maybe it was because of star wars night yeah star wars night yeah weekend. there was a lot of things combined but it just it was reminiscent of a time when this team was much better obviously uh in their standings and just much more popular with fans like and it wasn't that yeah. long ago you know we're talking about less than five years ago when the stadium kind of looked like this sometimes on a saturday night with with it being such a dominant 
you know, home crowd. It was also nice yeah. to see the national side being like some of the only empty seats in the entire place. Yeah. Right? Um, but uh, for sure, it was one of those situations where I was walking around the concourse, found myself uh, like very in tight around people because of all the, the how big the crowd was. And there was a young man in front of me wearing a Drew Jones jersey. And I thought for a minute, wow, that's awesome. Someone already has a Drew Jones jersey. And then I realized that it was just Drew Jones. And he was taking the tour <laughs> of Field with Casey Wilcox. And <laughs> I was like, you idiot. It's, you know, I mean, come on. The dude's like six and a half feet tall and, you know, looks a certain way that's hard to miss. But I just found yeah. myself fixated on the name on the back and the number. I was like, wow, someone already had one of these made. So, you know, you can get quality written content like that from Jesse on gophnx.com and you can get dumb shit like that from me on Twitter. But uh, go check out Jesse's piece on Drew Jones's first day and everything else uh, over at gophnx.com. If you're not a member already, sign up to become a member. You can get an annual membership uh, and you will get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, a free T-shirt of your choosing. Or you can get a month to month membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, regardless of your membership status, uh, you'll get access to our members only discord access to our, uh, obviously, all of our written content on gophnx.com uh, and access to members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker. So sign up, join us, become a member, become part of the family. Uh, it was great to see so many of you out at the Diamondbacks game. Shout out to Josh Hunt. Uh, shout out to, uh, uh, I think it was Brandon Buck was out there. So great to see everybody, you know, coming out for the Diamondbacks games more because they can use this support. It's wonderful. Uh, and speaking of that, also make sure if you're watching us right now on YouTube to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, like this video. It always helps us out uh, to do that stuff as well. If you're listening to us uh, on the audio podcasting app of your choice, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review there. We would appreciate you so much for doing that. Um, but looking ahead at the schedule, Jesse, the Arizona Diamondbacks do have uh, some Teams that have been playing some pretty good baseball coming up, the Braves and the Guardians on a road trip. Uh, they have been playing pretty well against the Giants, and that's who we'll see in the next three games at home before they go off on that road trip. Yeah, the Giants, um, I want to say the Giants just got swept by the Dodgers over the weekend. Um, so things have continued to be a little bit of an uphill battle for them lately. But um, yeah, it's going to be a fun series, D-backs and Giants. There's some good pitching matchups, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday, we have a Logan Webb, Zach Gallen game in there. Uh, we have a Carlos Rodon, Merrill Kelly game in there. I think that's Tuesday. Uh, so those should be uh, those should be a lot of fun, especially from the pitching standpoint. But uh, but yeah, this is where things, uh, you know, you get uh, you get off to kind of a nice, easy start with the Washington Nationals. But this is where things start to uh, take a turn for the worse as far as the Diamondback <laughs> schedule is concerned. Um, they have the third the third hardest schedule in baseball over the second half of the season. So um, it's, you know, it's not going to let up much the rest of the way. Well, and uh, they do have the Rockies coming up after that road trip back here at home. And that's very important, Jesse, because of course uh, the, the most important division in all of baseball is the all city division. And right, right now the diamondbacks are in a bit of a neck and neck race with the Rockies when it comes to not only their uh, all city record, but as well as uh, you know, the standings here are concerned. They could have could have swapped places with them today with a win had they finished the sweep of the Nationals. But uh, of course, this is very important to us, especially when it comes to bragging rights. As much as we love the CHGO guys, uh, we really need to beat Patrick. That's really what this <laughs> entire season is about. When you guys asked me, like, what is 
what record am I happy with? Like what 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 what's finishing where? What does that matter? Just better than the Rockies. That's, better than the Rockies. Can we, can we that's not that? a that's not a bad goal. And I right? I don't want to throw Patrick under the bus here, but he did say in our season preview article way back when, right before I think it was like on opening day that we released this. Um, he I believe he said something along the lines of the Diamondbacks finishing with a better record than the Rockies feels like something of an impossibility. Like he just thought there was absolutely no way something like that could happen. And here we are, Derek. I don't know. The Rockies just got swept uh, over the weekend and the Diamondbacks took two, two out of three from the Nationals. So now they're half a game away from each other. It's going to yes. be uh, it's probably going to be pretty close here. I, uh, I look forward to the gloating that's going to and then the screenshotting. And the receipts posting that's going to take place. <laughs> I look forward to that. I'm going to celebrate with some OG's gummies and some Four Peaks Brewing Company beers. Of course, uh, our friends at OG's is the best uh, edible in all of Arizona. Top selling edible. You can get their gummies at a dispensary near you. They have a variety of flavors, including pina colada that we can't stop talking about. But uh, that's what their edibles are all about. Flavoring life. And they are all about making edibles that taste good and are enjoyable and get you where you need to go whether it's a three milligram microdose, 10 milligram regular dose or beyond that with a medicinal card whatever you're looking for they can get you where you're at with indica sativas hybrids all that stuff so make sure to check out our friends at ogs uh, that is ogsbrands.com or on instagram at ogs brands that's o-g-e-e-z brand to find them uh, and again this weekend coming up uh on the july 30th i believe is the date saturday july 30th they are having their pool party out the maya day club so make sure uh if you like good times and uh have better stamina than i do uh find your way out to the maya day club i'm gonna get jesse out there one of these days where he's gonna be so sunburned and it's he's gonna regret <laughs> it so much but we're gonna have i burn time. so easily I know, it's so I know. it's so sad i, I recently the sunlight in the uh in in the press box when it comes into that weird window uh oh there. yeah oh i hate that <laughs> i hate that there's like this five minute stretch where the sun oh, is just like beating down on everyone ever. in the press box it yeah, really absolutely. is the worst um also, speaking of next week, we are going to be out at Four Peaks Brewing Company, their 8th Street Pub. All of us, every single show, we're going to be live from Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to be enjoying their beers, enjoying their food, and most importantly, bringing you the finest Valley sports coverage that you can find. Coyotes, Bets, Suns, Sun Devils, Cardinals, and of course us. We are last, uh, but certainly not least, because we are going to bring you another post-series show uh, we're gonna day. get a win that day. We're gonna get a win that day. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, first time since that day. We're first time a... since mm. June 26th. We have not had a win in the last game of a series that we've done a post series show like for in like in that. about a month. So yeah. that would be nice if that happened. We'll see I, Wednesday. We Wednesday is gonna be a big day. We definitely need that, and uh, you need some Four Peaks in your life. So if you don't join us for that, make sure to go pick up Four Peaks at your grocery store. Uh, excuse me. Shout out to Michael Ian Black Grocery Store uh, or convenience store near you, wherever you get your beer. Uh, most importantly, must be 21 or older to enjoy that or the OG's brands, but enjoy responsibly. Uh, also, we have our Toast of the Month sweepstakes that you can enter over at gophnx.com. Toast of the Month sweepstakes is going to give you guys uh, a gift card over there to four peaks it's going to give you an annual membership to phnx go phnx.com as well as one of those t-shirts from the phnxlocker.com so make sure to go over to the toast of the month sweepstakes enter at go phnx.com 
Uh, last but not least, Jesse, we had an interesting story. I mean, you and I even debated whether this is a really a story or not, but uh, it comes out based on a tweet from Jeff Passan that both Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado uh, cannot fly to Toronto with the Cardinals due to not being vaccinated, uh, as well as I think one of their pitchers as well. We'll miss this series against the Blue Jays. And honestly, this has kind of come up uh, because especially Paul Goldschmidt being right now the favorite to win uh, the NL MVP, Nolan Arenado right. being a guy that's obviously a very good baseball player. Um, and, you know, I, I this is one of those situations where I know we're still in a time with the vaccinations where some people feel like Canada's different, right? You have to be vaccinated to go into Canada. Yeah, and right. Obviously, that's their requirements. We are different here, but a lot of people still feel like, you know, these players being around each other and, and especially being so vital to their team should be vaccinated. It's a weird thing because obviously it it's, you know, it's their own choice. And now it becomes very public knowledge that they are unvaccinated, obviously. And, and also it kind of begs the question, like, I think, you know, you said it in the chat, it's a three game series, right? So it's really not the yeah. end of the world as far as it's concerned. But I, I guess my question is, hypothetically what what happens if it's the cardinals and the toronto blue jays in the world series i mean i mean do i don't i don't think that's going to happen but uh <laughs> right but i know okay. theoretically it, yeah it's an interesting question it could happen right and it's not uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility and that's a very important series right obviously missing two of your star players and one of your pitchers is a huge deal and not to mention the fact that like does that change things for them you know like Oh, well, we're, since we're going in the World Series, we need to go get vaccinated, like, obviously, because we can't miss that or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where yeah. where's the line exactly when it comes to this stuff? And again, I'm not I, I'm not trying to drag it out, but it does. It's interesting because there was a very good explanation, I felt like, on Twitter from a, a Twitter user named Drew Comments at SJS856. And if you feel like looking it up, go check out the clip. I think it's excellent. But he really breaks down in it how athletes like sacrifice all of this stuff in their life right they get up at four in the morning to do strength and conditioning drills and to work out and watch tape on their opponent just to end up getting swept in the first round of the playoffs right so then it's <laughs> like okay you didn't you didn't achieve your goal right uh, all that working out doesn't guarantee you a championship it only increases the probability of you winning just like getting vaccinated increases the probability of you not getting covid and of it not being right bad right so it's a great it's a great analogy. But the one thing I took away from it is like it is weird to me that that athletes that sacrifice so much to play their sport draw the line there when their sport is already taking a toll on their lives and their bodies and their knees and everything else. Like but they draw yeah. the line of getting a vaccination. You know, uh, it's it's just a it's it's a really weird situation. And again, I I, I feel bad for the scrutiny that Paul Goldschmidt is you know, most likely going to come under now with this information coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my big thing is that like, I mean, nobody's going to change Paul Goldschmidt's mind, right? No. Like nobody who's like throwing shade at him right now is going to, is going to change his right. mind or anything. So the, the, in the, my the, mind, the like pressure isn't going to make him go, you know what, you guys, you're right. I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh, you're and right. Like if you'd so said that earlier on already and stuff, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody's going to change his mind by reacting negatively to this. And so I feel like, you know, making stories out of this, all it really does is cause division. And um, we know this is the opposite of what Paul Goldschmidt wants. He said in a statement that, you know, it's unfortunate that 
Um, you know, what really should be a private sort of medical decision is made public. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just think it's a matter of like, no matter what you feel, I mean, I was very happy to get vaccinated, but, um, no matter how any of us feel right, like it's not a normal thing for medical decisions to be made public. And so it's just, it's just kind of unfortunate. I think that Goldie has to, um, has to endure all of the scrutiny that at the end of the day is not going to be helpful for anyone, right? Like it's just going to be a bunch of people bashing him, which I understand why, but it's not going to do any good at the end of the day. So um, especially for a guy like Goldie, who you know, the last thing he wants is the spotlight. The last thing yeah. he wants is yeah. a bunch of people like, you know, giving him the business about his, his private life decisions. I just think it's it's an unfortunate situation and, um, you know, making a big story out of it just isn't really going to help anyone at the end of the day. It also doesn't help that he's continuing to be incredible and he hit two home runs today. In right. Game. He did. And it's going to, it's going to, that's only going to increase the, like the spotlight on him, which is only going to increase this scrutiny that we're talking about this public scrutiny. Right. Uh, yeah. I, the bigger story here though, Jesse is it's not that to me, the bigger story is that on Wikipedia, it has Paul Goldschmidt's nicknames as Goldie and Happy. Happy, like, like that's one. That's one nickname, or that's, that's no. Two it's two nicknames. nicknames. Like he has two nicknames. Goldie is one. Happy is another. When the hell has Paul Goldschmidt ever been called Happy Goldschmidt? Yeah, I don't like know. A, is this like an opposite thing? Is this like a, when you call like a fat guy slim? kind of thing like what is this? i don't <laughs> i mean goldie's not he's not not happy is he i don't know i don't know i mean i i like i see happy goldschmidt what is that happy goldschmidt i don't know i uh, it's, it's a really weird. lame nickname it's a very lame nickname if that's what i need the story be. behind it maybe we can get him on here to talk about it probably not but you know who knows <laughs> we'll put the invite out there for him uh, paul goldschmidt you're publicly invited to join us on the show and explain the happy nickname because I need to know more information about it. I've not, this man was here forever. I never heard that one time. No, maybe it's a newer thing that developed in St. Louis. I don't know. I mean, there's also a lot of dangers about, you said this is from Wikipedia, right? I mean, do we, do we actually believe that like this is necessarily (laughs) genuine if that's where you found it, Derek? I don't know. Front porch sports is out there. As long as front porch sports is out there, I don't believe anything is real, you know, like, (laughs) Oh, that's not great. Anyway, well, we thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat, joining us live. We appreciate it. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter. We're close. We're close, Derek. We almost have 4,000. Help us get there. Midnight. I got this shirt right here. I'm ready. I'm ready to mail it out to one of you right here. I'm wearing one. I'm keeping this one but I'm mailing you this one. <laughs> and uh, of course, make sure to get us to 4K. I don't know. Make fake accounts and log into those and follow us. I don't have an answer for you on how you can get. <laughs> we have like 50, we need 50 more followers. Call your dad that doesn't use Twitter and tell him to log in. Get there you uh, go. Totri. Tot- I know Totri has like 12 burner accounts. It's how he wins uh, some At of least. the snake draft polls oh, yeah. over on the ASU show. So Totri, <laughs> uh, log in. Use some of your burner accounts and follow us because we need to get over the hump. We want to give this shirt out and we don't have a lot of time left. We have about six hours on the clock. So make sure you guys 
uh, get people to follow us. That's what we're going. We want to be in 4K. That's what we want to be in 4K. This is this low definition crap isn't good for us anymore. But <laughs> again, we thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's not always fun to Madison Bumgardner. <laughs>